Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser. So grateful that you've joined us, especially this week, Christmas week. Uh, it's a big week. Uh, the 23rd is a service that I'm doing at Encounter. That Friday, uh, my church is having a Christmas Eve service on the 24th. We're actually having a service on Sunday at 1301 Brandon Road, Christmas Day, 10 o'clock. But all this week on the Encounter Radio Show, I want to talk to you about the hope of Christmas. And, I, and since it's the end of the year, I just want to tell you that uh, I'm so grateful for your support. If you're, if you're looking to make a year-end donation to a, a wonderful ministry like Encounter, please go to the hopeencounter.org uh, website or just email me at bill at the hope encounter but if you go to the website you can find a give button and i'm so grateful for your support but this week i want to talk to you about the hope of christmas and like to do some fun things to just start our radio show today uh when i when i think about christmas we think about a, a lot of things uh, about Christmas, like classic movies. I don't know what your favorite classic movie is, Miracle on 34th Street. It's a Wonderful Life. My personal favorite, and I put it in the in the list of classics, would be Elf. I love the movie Elf. And I don't know about you, but uh, uh, once a year, it's, it's a tradition in the Reeser household to watch the movie Elf. And what about shopping? Does shopping get you crazy in this time of year? It's definitely... Uh, once uh, Thanksgiving uh, Day is is said and done, a lot of people are out of the gate shopping on Black Friday. If you're like me, I'm the only one in the mall on Christmas Eve. And I know some of you people got your Christmas shopping done in July. And uh, so that's, you know, there's a place for you uh, in my ministry called Encounter. We can help you with that. Actually, it's really smart that you do that. And, uh, and as far as destinations are are concerned. There's a lot of places people would love to be uh, for a Christmas vacation. Hawaii, uh, uh, Aspen, all these places that people go to, but I couldn't think of a better place than New York City. Uh, the city's so nice they had to name it twice uh, because there's nothing like being around Rockefeller Center, Radio City Music Hall. But if, on a serious note, if you're listening, I think that if you would ask what people are looking forward to as far as Christmas is concerned, most people would rather spend it with family. And for many, here's where a lot of disappointments come in. Uh, even though you plan all year to spend time with their family, and maybe it's the only time of year you get to see them, so many people lose hope during Christmas because for some, this will be another Christmas that is come and gone where a child does not come home. A parent who left doesn't come home. And the brokenness of families for numerous reasons make Christmas the most difficult time of year instead of the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas is a place and a time where unhealed hurts uh, tend to surface, uh, wounds, old patterns uh, tend to surface, and it's just a difficult time of year for a lot of people. And this may be another Christmas where the loss of a loved one is not there again, and for some, this will be the first year you experience Christmas without them. And even though you're grieving well, it somehow seems to be extremely difficult during Christmas, doesn't it? But there's hope in Christmas, knowing that Jesus came to save us from our sins and give us an eternal home in heaven, where one day we will see our King, 
and our loved ones once again. See, there's hope in Christmas that this child would one day wipe every tear from our eyes and show us the bottle that he's been collecting our tears in and the book that kept a record of all of our restless nights. Let me give you a good keeping scripture for Christmas. It's found in Psalm 56, 8. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? And for those of you listening who have lost a loved one, and I I know so many people that this year they've lost a, a loved one. I don't know if you've ever seen this poem. It's been circulating around the internet for years now, but I've always thought that this was one of the most touching poems I've ever found talking about someone's first Christmas in heaven. It's by an unknown author, and it says this, I see the countless Christmas trees around the world below with tiny lights like heaven stars reflecting on the snow. The sight is so spectacular. Please wipe away that tear, for I'm spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. I hear the many Christmas songs that people hold so dear, but the sounds of music can't compare with the Christmas choir up here. I have no words to tell you. The joy their voices bring, for it is beyond description to hear the angels sing. I know how much you miss me. I see the pain inside your heart, but I'm not so far away, and we really are in a part. So be happy for me, dear ones. You know I hold you dear. And be glad I'm spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. I sent you each a special gift from my heavenly home above. I sent each of you a memory of my undying love. After all, love is a gift more precious than pure gold. It was always most important in the stories Jesus told. Please love and keep each other, as my father said to do, for I can't count the blessings or love he has for each of you. So have a Merry Christmas and wipe away that tear. Remember, I'm spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. I hope you find comfort if you've lost a loved one uh, this year to know that if that person has accepted Jesus Christ in their heart, they are spending Jesus Christ Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. Now, for me, family means a lot. I grew up in a New York Italian family, and Christmas was so important to them. My mom, who raised me and my two sisters by herself with no financial help. She had no job. I don't know how she did it. She had no money. Somehow, she made sure we had a great Christmas every year, and miraculously, there were always presents underneath that tree. Yet even as a child, I could see the emptiness that was there, an emptiness that only a babe in a manger that came to be with us and save us could fill. And fact is, if you're listening, some people have unreasonable expectations for the holidays. And those unreasonable expectations make it unbearable uh, for so many. And I know a lot of us, we're still in denial thinking that we have the perfect family, but there are no perfect families we all are part of a, of a dysfunctional family. I came from a really screwed up, messed up, dysfunctional family. And you know what? Every family has its problems. All families are messed up. There's no such thing as that perfect TV family, whatever TV show you used to watch years ago, whether it be the Waltons or whatever. Uh, by the way, I've never seen an episode of the Waltons and I'm 62 years old. And here's something that people are doing for Christmas. I know I gave this gift to my daughter several years ago. Families are searching their family tree through ancestry DNA. I don't know if you're listening, if you've done one of these. Uh, She was fascinated 
to find things in her lineage and, and uh, her heritage. Well, me personally, I know enough about the people in my lineage that if I would dive deeper, there's no telling what I might find. I was telling people at the, the encounter service a couple of Fridays ago, just on my biological father's side of the family, he had a brother who was the face of Dracula on TV in the 60s. He hosted a horror show, horror movie show from 1963 to 1969 called Fright Night, dressed as Dracula. That probably says a lot about me, doesn't it? And he was actually in all the Dracula commercials in the 60s. He actually ended his career as a comedian, being on the Ed Sullivan and Johnny Carson show several times. Well, why am I talking about this? On, on the radio show. What does Ancestry DNA have to do with a Christmas message? Some of you may be wondering. Well, I know of an extremely dysfunctional family that is filled with murderers, prostitutes, incest, drunks, just to name a few of their shortcomings, that through generations and thousands of years, they might be the most messed up family I know. And this family is probably the most hideous of families I have ever known. And I'm talking about the lineage and bloodline of none other than Jesus Christ. You see, the family and lineage of Christ is so messed up. And why am I saying that? See, this gives me hope because God gives second chances and mercy to people like me and you. And maybe today you wonder if God can give you that second chance. Think about all the flawed, messed up people that God used in the Bible. Maybe you've seen versions of this on the internet as well, too. But God used so many messed up people, and that gives me hope. For example, Adam was passive. Joseph was bullied. Moses stuttered and was a murderer. David was an adulterer and murderer. Rahab was a prostitute. Isaiah preached with no clothes and no shoes for three years. Jonah ran away from God. Peter struck his, stuck his foot in his mouth all the time. Saul, who would become Paul, killed Christians. Martha worried and complained about everything. The woman at the well, she was divorced five times. Timothy was too young and had an ulcer. John the Baptist ate bugs and Lazarus was dead. So what's your excuse? Are you still thinking God can't forgive you? Are you still thinking God can't use you? Are you still thinking God can't turn things around in your family? Well, again, let me ask you, what does this have to do with Christmas? Well, everything. Because when you look at the Christmas story found in Matthew and Luke, the only Gospels who give an account of the Christmas story, most people skip over the genealogy and lineage and bloodline of Jesus Christ. For most, it's just a long list of names of people I can hardly pronounce. But there's a profound message in the lineage and genealogy of Jesus Christ. You see, genealogies were important to the Jews, for without them, they couldn't prove their tribal memberships or their rights to inheritances. Anyone claiming to be the son of David had to be able to prove it. And one of the names for Jesus Christ is that he is the son of David. Let's look at a familiar Christmas passage found in Luke 2, 2 1 through 4. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of, of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee, Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. 
See, these lists are vital because they prove that Jesus had a bloodline full of dysfunction and messed up people like me and you. And God gives second chances and mercy to messed up people. And God wanted each of us to know that his bloodline is not just a royal bloodline, but a royally messed up bloodline, just like our families are. And these genealogies, like resumes, would often get edited. Often they would leave out women. Uh, But this genealogy includes women, not just any women. Actually, five are mentioned. Uh, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and Mary are all mentioned. Why is that? Uh, Well, I believe that so we can see that Jesus came to restore broken lives and restore shattered hope. And we can see that God will fulfill his purposes in our lives despite the mistakes that we make. You see, Jesus came to save us from our sins and not just to have a day to go shopping. And the Christmas story begins with something technical like this genealogy and not once upon a time. And it really is about God's solution for our sins. For example, in Galatians 4, 4 through 7, we'll pick on pick this up tomorrow but when the set time had fully come God sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship because you are his sons God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts the spirit who calls out Abba father so you are no longer a slave but God's child and since you are his child God has made you also an heir you see Jesus came to put broken lives back together that's really the story of Christmas I hope you'll tune in tomorrow for part two of The Hope of Christmas. This was part one. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Radio Show. Please tune in every day at 99.1 FM. Thank you so much.